How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So as you know, the pitching situation has not developed much. The Yankees have been pretty quiet, aside from getting Cody Morris. Uh, we discussed that trade yesterday. They sent Esteban Florial. So the Yankees' former top prospect finally finds a new home. It's been years. We were wondering when it was going to happen, if it ever would, and it finally did. So Esteban Florial is now off the Yankees. Maybe this curse has been lifted. I don't know. But we get a, a little right-handed pitcher back in return, a bullpen arm. And, you know, the Yankees are still trying to get creative with how they reinforce this team. Of course, we know that they gave away a lot of pitching prospects, seven in fact, and then including, you know, Michael King, a starter. And now they're trying to pick up the pieces after losing out on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So, you know, we've talked about Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell. I've talked about Shane Bieber, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease. And here's one name that we haven't referenced. You may not even know this guy, Yariel Rodriguez. Uh, this is a Cuban pitcher, uh, a guy who's really unknown for the most part, but has the upside to be a starter in, in the MLB. He's six foot, 164 pounds, 26 years old. Um, you know, was pitching last year in the FGN. Um, in the JPCL uh, with Chunichi, 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 I think that's how you say it. Um, didn't pitch last year, actually. He pitched last in 2022 when he was 25 years old, so he hasn't tossed since then. Interesting player. We're going to break him down for you, give you some insight into what he would bring and how the Yankees could get a little bit more creative um, with piecing together this. This would be more of a supplementary, kind of like a shot in the dark. He's not going to be like overly expensive. You know, a shot that maybe pans out, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but a guy we wanted to kind of bring to your attention in case they go in this direction. So, Ryan, before we dive into it, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, uh, number one, I, as you mentioned with Yariel Rodriguez, right? Like, this is a guy who has not pitched a major league goal before. So, you are taking a risk, right? Like, uh, anytime we talk about international free agents, I do want to be very, very honest and very direct about the fact that there is a risk involved. But when it comes to pitching development or, or pitching evaluation in general, there is a better chance of you kind of having those raw tools translate to the major league level or projecting them rather than with hitting, right? Because when it comes to pitching, it's a matter of your pitch shapes, right? Are your pitch shapes good? You know, do you have a good fastball? Do you have a good slider? Do you have a good off speed? Whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, Yario Rodriguez has good velocity. He has the ability to manipulate his fastball shapes. He can throw one, you know, with more cut on it. He can throw with a little more ride, get behind a little bit more. Uh, he can get inside the ball for some sinking or running action. Um, he's a very crafty pitcher despite the velocity, right? Like he has kind of those like, you know, crafty, like, you know, you think of like a, a guy who's like 40 years old, left-handed throwing 80, you think like Rich Hill almost, right? Um, he has those type of, you know, crafty abilities, but you know, he, he brings it with some pretty good velocity and some pretty good stuff. Now, when he was a starter uh, in the J in the, in the Japanese Nippon Baseball League, um, you know, he not that he was bad, but he had command issues. And when he went to the bullpen, he was significantly better. I wonder if he's a starter or reliever. I, I would say he's probably a reliever, which, you know, in my in my estimation, it, it limits how much I'm willing to offer him in the free agent market, especially considering he's an unknown commodity. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're able to land a talented pitcher, you should always be happy, especially if you're a Yankees fan, because it's an organization that does a really good job of developing starting pitching and developing bullpen arms specifically, right? Like, if you look at the Yankees' bullpen over the last few years, they find guys and they just turn them into studs, right? Now, this is a more, uh, you know, risky or uh, you would ex say a more expensive risk you're taking, but the upside is pretty good, right? Like he could be a three inning reliever for you, kind of that hybrid new reliever role that Matt Blake talked about uh, with the New York Post and some, you know, some of the stuff we saw about a Super Bowl pen potentially or the Yankees using bullpen games or whatever it may be. Rodriguez could be a pivot option for that. 
Now, look, I'm not sitting here and saying that the New York Yankees, uh, you know, should go out and, and trot out on a bullpen guy as their fifth spot. I think they should go with five traditional starters and then have a bullpen game as their sixth spot. Not that I would be mad at, at the idea of kind of experimenting with the fifth spot here, but I think there are enough starting pitcher options out there that they can find a suitable upgrade. I think you save the bullpen idea for if things really go awry and, you know, let's say Shane Bieber's price goes up and he goes to, let's say, the Cubs or the Reds. Um, or, you know, Jordan Montgomery's price tag. Somebody bids, you know, $160 million. I don't know how likely that is, but it's still possible, right? Then in that instance, you, you pivot. Or maybe Frankie Montas doesn't sign with you. Even, in, you know, maybe in that instance, you pivot as well. Even if Frankie Montas signs with you, maybe you do try to have that bullpen game as a backup option in case of the situation in which he gets hurt. Um, but, you know, at, at end of the day, Alex, the way I look at the Yankees rotation, the, Yankee, the way I look at the Yankees pitching staff, Yariel Rodriguez would fit them like, like a glove in terms of just what his usage would be, what his role would be. He would kind of fill what that Johnny Brito role was for the Yankees, and it was super valuable. The Yankees pitched really well in games in which Johnny Brito was like that three-inning guy. Even when they had a starter go like four innings, whether that was Luke Weaver or, you know, maybe Randy Vasquez, they still pitched really well in those games. I think the Yankees realized, hey, we can generate, you know, like we can have a, a, a bullpen game that averages roughly, you know, a, a three, nine to four ERA. Um, and that's better than what most starters are going to give you on the open market. And, you know, end of the day, when it comes to pitching, you're always trying to innovate. When it comes to baseball, you're always trying to innovate. And I know that people are, you know, kind of get scared of the idea of innovation, because it does come with risk. Like if the Yankees were to try a bullpen game and they got lit up every fifth day, that would be a disaster. Um, but, you know, given the, the way that the starting pitching market has moved, given the way that, you know, we've seen how some of these starting pitching contracts have gone, um, you know, the Yankees are going to be cautious, right? Like I, I think they're interested in Montgomery. I think they'll be in, but I don't think they're going to make a $160 million bid, nor should I want them to, right? Um, I don't think the Yankees are going to part, away, part ways with Spencer Jones and, and, you know, Chase Hampton plus for Corbin Burns, nor should they. Uh, and, you know, in the same case with Dylan Cease, I don't think they're going to part Jason Dominguez, J you know, Chase Hampton, Oswald Pro, all those guys all packaged together because I just don't think it's worth it for the Yankees, right? So, you know, end of the day, they're going to have to get creative. You can't find, like, I, I think I wrote this in an article too, there is no such thing as cheap, reliable, and durable starting pitching. That does not exist anymore. That is a that is something that costs you a ton. I mean, Jordan Montgomery is about to get nine figures, right? Nine figures because of how reliable he is, right? So that's no longer an option in the market. You can't find cheap, reliable starting pitching. So if the Yankees are going to go with a less expensive route, they're going to have to get creative. And Yariel Rodriguez will certainly help them get creative with his multi-inning versatility. Yeah, that, that level of versatility helps. And here's my kind of counter to saying, um, you know, we need to get guys now. People that are saying we need pitching now, I do agree that the Yankees will make a move, whether it be Rodriguez or trading for Shane Bieber might be a little bit cheaper to, to acquire. Um, I think the Yankees are going to try and solve this issue with, like, patchwork until the deadline. Because you get to the trade deadline, and now Corbin, Be Corbin Burns, who's going into free agency next year, costs a hell of a lot less. And if the Yankees are like, we're kicking ass, Soto and Judge are on MVP campaigns, you know, they're at it, like, the, guy, the guys are healthy, everything looks really good and promising, then you make the move for a Burns at a fraction of the cost, right? Given, like, any other team um, isn't in, play in the playoff race. So, you know, I think that's really where the Yankees will look to make those moves. Um, if they're feeling confident, they're playing well, they're healthy, they make a move at the deadline um, to, to reinforce the starting pitching rotation, then, you know, now you're in a good spot. You don't necessarily need to do it now. You just need to survive until then. Um, and the Yankees have more than enough talent to do that. I think they will acquire one or two players, maybe another, like, high-quality high, uh, bullpen arm, like you said, to kind of utilize that bullpen strategy. But Rodriguez is intriguing. Uh, this is what Jeff Passan had to say. Evaluators have 
seen him throw since Chinucci released him from his contract. Um, he said his fastball sits around 96 miles per hour and touches 99. And his spin, which nears 2,600 RPMs, would place him in the 95th percentile in all of baseball. So, you know, you're looking at a player that generates a ton of movement, a lot of sp- a high spin rate, good velocity, and he hasn't pitched in a year, so he's healthy, right? He's a guy who can come in, walk in, and pitch immediately and probably collect a good amount of innings. Um, you know, he's been working out, keeping healthy, keeping ready for an opportunity like this. The question is, you know, him against MLB-level talent, you don't know what that's going to look like. You don't know, you know, if he's going to have the same success. I think he had a 306 ERA across his, you know, professional league career overseas, um, which, you know, isn't anything to write home about if you translate that to the to a MLB-level, you know, kind of situation. So, like I said, Rodriguez is – it's a low-cost – high upside signing. You know, it's the type of guy you take a shot on because it's not going to cost you a whole ton. And the upside here is he could end up eating innings for you and he could end up starting if need be. Um, you know, the Yankees find a lot of underrated talent in, with with kind of signings just like this. So I'm pretty interested to see what they do about this one. I think it would be it's going to be really a cost cost efficient. So I do think it makes a lot of sense. But like you said, George, with, with Montgomery specifically, I and I don't think going up above 130 140 million dollars is advisable because you know not many teams are going to be willing to do it I know that the market's really thin and they're going to have to overpay I'd rather not do that. Um, I think $125 million for Montgomery is the most I would do, but you have to have an out in that contract at some point, um, and you also have to make sure it's not like a ridiculous length, like five or six years. I, I'd even say five years preferably. He's probably going to want six or seven. Um, maybe six years and out after the fifth season would be would be ideal because he's 30 years old, and I think his, I think his regression is going to be a little bit more steep um, than a player like Garrett Cole, obviously, who just seems like he's churning out phenomenal seasons and is in tip-top shape. I don't know if Montgomery can maintain that level of consistency um, forever or for the next five years. So I want the Yankees to protect themselves from that possible downfall. It, you know, the, the problem is the Yankees are cornered. Like they have to make an unfortunate decision right now, acquiring a player that may be coming off a down year, acquiring a player at a higher cost because they don't have a choice. This is the product of losing out on Yamamoto. Obviously, we didn't want to be in this position, but it also favors. Uh, like kind of patchwork solution for now and then waiting until the deadline so you can acquire a player at a much cheaper price point and then have them you know come in and help you win games during august september and of course october so you know what are your thoughts about that you know the last thing here thoughts about waiting until the deadline trying to just wait survive until then have a good enough rotation good bullpen and then make that move at the deadline at a much cheaper cost um and you can save probably you save yourself a spencer jones in the process yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, you know, that idea of, all right, we got to kind of patch together a pitching staff, right? And look, the Yankees have the framework already. They have a great bullpen. They have an ace in Garrett Cole. They have two guys in Cortez and Rodon who are question marks, but are high upside pitchers. You have Clark Schmidt, who's kind of just going to go out there and make 30 starts for you. And that's going to help you a lot. But the big thing here for the New York Yankees going forward is finding a guy as you know, who can be just a little more reliable in the rotation. That's really what you're looking for, right? Obviously, Frankie Montas doesn't really fit that profile. He doesn't check the box of going to make 30 starts for you next year. Um, but, you know, maybe if you acquired Jordan Montgomery, he would. Also, as you mentioned, not really interested in going to, like, the upper the upper percentiles of that market. I'm an opportunistic buyer when it comes to Jordan Montgomery. If I'm the New York Yankees, I think that's how they're going to approach this. I don't think they're going to say, we missed out on Yamamoto, uh, you know, at $27 million a year. 
let's go give Jordan Montgomery $25 million a year. Like, I, I just don't think that's something that they're going to be willing to do, right? Like, why why at that point not just go out and get Yamamoto for, you know, just $2 million more a year? That doesn't really make much sense. But, you know, if you're talking $130 million, right, that's $21 million a year. That is a noticeable amount of money. Um, and, you know, in, in the terms of the bullpen, right, like other guys could look at on the market, you know, if you sign Yariel Rodriguez, not that he's going to price you out of like, you know, other relievers, but I'm going to assume they're not going to sign Jordan Hicks. I'm going to assume they're not going to sign like a Robert Stevenson. I already knew they weren't going to sign Josh Hader. Like that just doesn't feel like something they're going to do, but it does keep the door open for maybe bringing in Keenan Middleton back, or maybe bringing back Wani Peralta. And you bring back one of those two relievers alongside Rodriguez. You have a really damn good bullpen and that's going to anchor you a little bit. Also looking at your minor league depth a little bit. I think Will Warren's a guy that the Yankees love for a reason. I think this guy has really good stuff. Look, he's not even on the 40 man roster. You know, I know that people, you know, talk about, oh, well, you know, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez last year, right? But those guys were on the 40 man roster when the Yankees were talking about them. Will Warren's not on the 40-man roster, and we're already getting long relief man, you know, fifth starter type uh, conversations. We haven't heard that with Yoengis Gomez, with Luis Heal, with Clayton Beater. I think the Yankees really like Will Warren, and for good reason. I really like Will Warren as well. This guy's stuff is really good. He led the AAA, all AAA and stuff plus. He had the third best ERA in the AAA. Uh, you know, he was absolutely phenomenal in terms of just pitch movement, pitch sequencing. His four-seam fastball got better. Um, but I would like to see the Yankees show up their starting pitching depth as well. Even if they get Yariel Rodriguez, at least go out and sign Montas and then maybe bring in another reliever, right? So let's say you did an offseason of Montas, Rodriguez, and then like Keenan Middleton. I think that's a huge win for you and for your pitching staff. Even if it's not conventional, even if your rotation's risky, I still think it's going to do enough to, to work through the entire season. And again, like, if people are saying, well, well, you know, Carl Rodon's not going to be good. If he isn't going to be good, it, it doesn't really matter who we bring in. That rotation isn't going to be very good, right? Like, I, I, not that it isn't going to be very good, but the ceiling is immediately capped off, right? I know that people don't want to hear this, but you have to expect Carl Rodon's going to be good next year. The Yankees gave $162 million for a reason. The Yankees coveted this guy for a reason. He was a top five pitcher in baseball for two years for a reason. This is a guy who's talented beyond, you know, what he showed last season. His stuff plus numbers reflect that. And again, it really, like, even if we signed Yamamoto to an extent, it really doesn't matter who you bring in if Carl Rodon isn't good next year. I'm not even throwing Nestor in that conversation. I'm specifically talking about Rodon here. It, like, again, it doesn't matter. You can bring in Monty, Montas, Bieber. You can bring in Burns. You can bring in Cease. You can bring in anybody. You can bring in, you know, you can clone Garrett Cole and put him as a number two starter. If Carl Rodon isn't good, none of this conversation is going to matter, right? So I, I, I really think he's going to be good next year. I really think you're going to be able to rely on him to be at least a competent starter for at least 140 innings. Um, and, and then you just kind of have to build your rotation outside of that. Schmidt's going to help because he's made 30 starts. You see what you can get from Cortez. You have a minor league system with plenty of pitching prospects. And of course, you have Chase Hampton loop, looming around. He, he's already in double A. So we'll see from the, where the Yankees go from there. Yeah, it really does boil down to Carlos Rodon. We've discussed this many times. If he doesn't step up, it's going to be a long season for that pitching rotation. And, you know, it's it's going to be a major liability. But he's got the talent. We know he's done it before. I'll blame it on the injuries. I'll blame it on the inconsistencies. I'll blame it on the lack of confidence. But I think that he is motivated. And the Yankees will do everything in their power to help him get back onto, um, you know, the best, the best version of himself, ultimately. So, guys... Uh, curious to hear your thoughts about Yariel Rodriguez. Interesting player. You know, do you think it's worth taking a shot on him? He may not be expensive. He could be a decent bullpen piece, if not spot start for us. Kind of replace the Johnny Brito role. Um, I think that would be interesting for the Yankees to consider. Always happy to hear your thoughts below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.